You're listening to the Bag of Pucks Podcast, part of the National Podcast Network. You know what my favorite part of the episode is, Jeffrey? What else? Technical difficulties. I think you know what it, 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 it you know, we're not great with computers, but uh you know, we figure things out. I mean, yeah, we do, like, 95% of the time, but, like, ugh, wish I could have had that half an hour back in my life. No, we've had technical difficulties, you know, in some episodes where you just couldn't even record episodes and we had to take a week off. But, you know, this week we're doing a... Because we gave, we gave our listeners a shortened episode last weekend, which, I mean, it's only a couple days ago, but I think we we felt that we needed to give you guys another episode just, you know... Come full circle, give you guys at least an hour full of contact content per week. So that's why we're recording today during the middle of the week for some reason. Are we content creators then? Maybe I shouldn't have used the word content. Just oh, buddy, that. am I a social influencer? No, you're not a social influencer. You're just a, you're a co-host on the Bag of Pucks podcast. I guess I'm a content creator on the Bag of Pucks. No, you're you're a co-host. Okay, hear me out though. Hear me out though. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, so we're creating content, right? Yes. And we are sponsored by our friend at Anchor because you'll hear about it in like a couple minutes. Let's be honest. So we're sponsored content creators. Is that not what a social influencer is, Jeffrey? Um. No, because most social influencers are active on social media, and I don't think you, Olsen, are very active on social media. Fuck, you got me. <laughs> I'm sorry, you, you, you can, maybe you can be a, you can be a sponsored content creator, but you're no social influencer, but in true to your form, you're just a co-host on a podcast. Oh, you know what, you know what that reminds me of, though? What, Olsen? You know, there's heartbreak after heartbreak and disappointment after disappointment sometimes in this podcast, right? And uh, I'm actually very disappointed today. Do you know why? Um, because it's, uh, cool. well, I guess, see, it's hard to make weather jokes because we're not in the same room anymore. I was going to say it's gloomy where I am in Kingston. I think we're getting a lot of rain over the next couple of days. But uh, what's what's causing you to feel down all soon? I've, one of the proud parts I've had of being an LA Kings fan the last couple of years is not our NHL team. It's our prospect pool. And uh, it's been much stronger than it was in 2014 when we won the Cup. Or in 2012 when we won the Cup, actually. Oof, so recent. It's nice. Uh, and what else is going away here? But one of the big parts of developing the system is Mike Fuda, the assistant GM, who has also kind of been like brought up in every single possible GM vacancy. And apparently, Mr. Fuda and the LA Kings have decided to part ways. And absolutely heartbreaking. Was that not something that we were... Well, I guess we, we were expecting it to happen, but not in the way where it was... Like, they decided mutually to part. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think it was coming. And I know Mark Yannetti, the amateur scouting director, has been the one kind of running the draft the last couple of years. But it's nice to have that 
second mind there, you know, that has a great reputation and comes to scouting and the draft. And man, I got, I, okay. I wouldn't be, it would be a stretch for me to say that the LA Kings have one of the top three systems in the league. And I know I'm a Kings fan, so, you know, you're just so biased about it. But at the end of the day, you got to look at that system. That's a top three system in the league without a doubt. I would argue it's the top system in the league. So does the athletic. But with that being said, how, I don't know, for me, it just kind of sucks, you know? It's like, it'd be nice getting that extra developmental process, that little bump there. But I think, what do you think is going? I think one of the things I've been brought up is, well, he's probably trying to angle for a GM job, right? And the only real GM job that's available is the interim one that's current in the New Jersey Devils. So one of the things I knew that with the New Jersey Devils is that Ray Shero kind of one of the reasons he was fired was doesn't really draft very well, right? And uh, Mike Fuda, the reputation's there. He drafts well. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, it, it's a weird time though, right? Because, you know, like it's, it's kind of like the middle of – it's just out of the blue almost, right? It's not a really – a real time where we see people, you know, this news coming out that they're not going to renew his contract or whatever. And, you know, who knows, maybe his contract isn't going to end until like the end of June or something or the end of May, but it's just a weird time right now. And to be honest, like for Mike Fruta, it's like, I guess there's that one interim job in New Jersey. I can't think of anywhere else. Maybe there could be a couple of GM firings, but like, where is, is New Jersey the place you want to go if you want to start your first job as a GM? Like, to me, I see Mike Fuda taking up an AGM position somewhere else and then eventually becoming a GM. But maybe he just feels like he's being blocked in LA because, I mean, we've, we've said before, the Kings are starting to become a little like a. We screwed, screwed us up the other time. What was it like the old boys club? Yeah, the old boys club. Right, maybe he feels like he's starting to like now. It's just the focus of Luke Robitaille and Rob Blake, and he's losing his like his say in the conversations for this team, even though like they've drafted so well. But maybe he feels like he can do better. So maybe he feels more like he's being pushed out of LA than he is like looking for a potential position somewhere else. I think. Well, I don't think. How do you put it? When when you said, "Hey, like." Do you does New Jersey really want to be a place where you start your GM career? I don't think you you say much. You know, if a team offers you to be a GM, you just say yes, right? Like unless I think the only scenario is if the owner is very meddling, then you kind of like uh, lost a lot of like how to say it? you lose a lot of autonomy. But I think for most GMs, like oh, you know what, I get a chance to get a promotion, I'm gonna take it, right? Maybe, yeah, I guess. But I, I feel like it's just it's a time where it's weird where. Unless he know, unless the, like in within the hockey world there is like a place where you know someone might be going soon, then maybe like you'll like you'll find a job somewhere else later. But to me, right now, it just seems like an odd time, right? Especially if you know you said his pedigree is with the draft and development of players, right, and prospects. Like if the draft actually happens in June, why is he being released now? I mean, okay, so the June draft, like how much of it is it works for them in the hockey sense, they don't have to worry about it in the scheduling sense, like, you know, instead of cramming too much in between breaks, how much of it is that? 
so you can kind of have, finish the season in, November, in October and then play in December or whatever, right? You don't have to cram as much. How much of it is the NHL going, hey, man, look around the league. Look around the sports world. Not much going on, especially in North America. NFL draft had record-breaking TV numbers. Hey, you don't have to get anyone in a room. We can't just do what the NFL did. It's good for the sponsors. Not a bad look for us. Get a lot of people watching the NHL draft. Who knows? Maybe some will become NHL friends. How much of it do you think is that? Well, what what's your personal take on whether the draft should be held in June or not? <sighs> for me, I think... So I love watching the draft. I don't know why. It's like one of those things where I can mindlessly have it on. And like I'm not friends with any of the prospects or anything, right? Like, I have no real vested interest in this. But, like, it's just kind of there, right? For example, the NFL draft. I might watch half a dozen to a dozen NFL games each year, but I'll turn on the draft. And I'll, I'll do other stuff with the draft on, but it's, like, kind of a thing I just like watching. So it's just, like, for me, it'd be nice to do it in the June where I can be like, oh, I can watch that, you know, I don't know, read a book or something Well have the NHL draft going on in the background, kind of just this white noise. So for me, I like it in June because it's just like, I have something to do. Because like, if you look around, like, I get it, the Bundesliga, the German soccer league is coming back in May 15th. You know, they started getting a couple more sports in Asia, like KBO, Korean baseball organization running. But North America really doesn't have much. So for me, you know, when it comes to timing, right, it's like, I can watch Bundesliga games, but they're at 8.30 in the morning. Or I can watch Korean baseball games, but it's at 3 a.m. in the morning. Well, there's nothing really fitting in my time zone. So it's like, it doesn't feel like there's sports really going on for me, for example. So for me, I would enjoy a June one, right? Because there's at least kind of breaks them, the cycle a little bit. But at the same time, it's I also understand it's really complicated. Because what, what are you doing about all those conditional picks, right? You can't just say, you know what, screw it, wipe the slate clean we'll just do it next year because a bunch of next year conditional picks have already been made too, right? So it sounds just like, well, what do you do there? You can't just be like, well, well guess we're not having zero conditional picks this year. All picks don't get transferred, for example. Right? That would just make the league go, excuse me, what the fuck? <laughs> right? So for me, I think I would enjoy a June draft, but realistically, I think it's better off you have it later in the year. But again, I can see the business potential of having it in June because if you just look at the NFL draft like record-breaking numbers what do you think Jeffrey I think especially with like I think the NHL sees this as an opportunity to you know grow their market and maybe people who might not normally watch the NHL draft or watch hockey in general maybe they'll be interested now that you know there's all of a sudden this one sports product that's on and then there's a one-time chance that the NHL will be able to create interest but like I look at it and I'm thinking like how much of a benefit are you actually creating like to me like you can literally take an example like from COVID right like best practice would be to you know make sure everything is locked down everything is following you know strict guidelines but then people are seeing opportunity and they're, they're saying like oh maybe the economy is crashing, right? So that they have to release this, like, the lockdown. Like, this is a very poor analogy, but, like, the NHL is saying, like, oh, there's a market def- um, deficiency right now, so let's, you know, start a draft, even though there's so many other repercussions that they have to take into account first, but they actually don't know the answers if they can actually 
figure out all these repercussions. Like there's going to be things that they're going to um, adjust for, but they're not going to be able to adjust for everything. And then I just feel like it just never, like I don't get how the MLB does it where they hold a draft midway through the season. But I guess like those prospects will, like those baseball prospects never are very, very rarely going to, jump into the majors like the same season they're drafted right it always takes them at least a year year and a half before they make it into the big leagues but like well i can NHL, jump in here people let me just jump in here one sec i can explain to you why why baseball has that mid-season draft uh well they have all the drafts later on in the year but the main reason why you want to put them in the draft there is because the leagues that you put them in uh so like summer league you know short season those start around july and august and that's where you fill in the players to play in those leagues, so you can have a draft at that time. But I kind of went off the rails there. Jeffrey, continue. Like to me, it just seems like it doesn't. It just doesn't make sense for hockey to hold a draft before a season ends. Like, um, if like if you're gonna say that the season's gonna end, like you're gonna cancel the rest of the season, you know, cancel the uh cancel the season, have the draft in June. That's fine with me. But you can't, you know, put the season in limbo have a draft, cause all these problems, and then, you know, try to restart the season again. But you have, you've just made more problems with the draft, I think. So I agree with you. I think, you know, the NHL is looking for an opportunity to grow their market. But to me, it doesn't make sense at the at the NHL level. I think it's going to cause more problems. I don't think there's going to be enough of a benefit of having uh, a draft now. And, like, wasn't the MLB, like, baseball for people who don't know what MLB is weren't they also thinking about holding like a five round draft in June as well like now they're like for baseball it's fine it makes sense but if baseball is going to hold uh their draft also in June albeit a lot shorter one does it make sense for the NHL to also now do it in June now that there's actually other sports that might take over from the NHL so the reason why the five round draft is a whole nother round of worms I'm really not getting going to go into uh, <laughs> but I guess how do I put this there aren't conditional draft picks in baseball that's the thing right so it's way easier to get that all set up and going um, their conditional their trading of draft picks are kind of they're the in-between round so it's not a big deal but with the NHL like would, would the league have to consider hey let's just assume that all these draft picks would work so it transfers over so let's say you know, the Blues and you know, the Jets have a trade, right? And they're, it's a second-round pick. Do you just put it at the end of the second round as a, kind of like what they do in the MLB, a competitive balance, where it's just like, hey, the Jets keep their second, the Blues get keep their second, and at the end of round two, the Blues get an extra second. Like, is that something that, I guess, would you consider? That's an interesting proposition, I think. Like, the competitive balance picks, like... I mean, I think the big problem is still, it's not necessarily just, you know, what's going to happen with the conditional picks. I think the biggest problem is what the hell is going to be the draft order, right? Like, in theory, if, like, you know, say the NHL does, like, a 24, like, team playoffs or whatever, like, I just think it's the the way the draft order is, it's unconfirmed. They haven't really decided on how it's going to work, and... Like, it doesn't make sense to determine the draft order before the season's ends, right? Like, what if the 20, like, if they do, say, a 24-team playoff, what if the 24th team wins the Stanley Cup 
and also get the first overall pick because of draft lottery or something like whether they get screwed up like that somehow like i just think that just it just causes too many problems like why can't we just hold off the draft until we know like are we going to have to still continue the season into the summer or fall are we just going to cancel the season and then do the draft like i don't know i just think there's just too many problems like just let's see let's see what's going to happen in the world is sports going to resume can we start maybe one day have um nhl be in closed arenas with no crowds and play off the season and then do the draft like i don't really see why the draft has to be done in june i think like my personal opinion it comes down to the money side of it right but i think it's also thinking how do i put this I think it, they, for them, it's, you know what, like, we kind of want to show that, hey, we're kind of all getting back to normal. And if the draft is being held at the at the time it's held every year, you know, we're getting there. It's kind of like the normalcy there a little bit. And I think it's also coming down to if you hold the draft, like the time you size, if you hold the draft at June, you can kind of plan out your free agency a bit better. So let's say, you know, let's say the league finishes in October or whatever. And then let's say the season starts in December, right? Well, in November, you're going to have free agency. You're going to have the draft and everything. I think the league kind of just wants to give teams or teams would like a bit more time to really plan everything out, right? Because, you know, when it comes down to it, you have, yes, you have your amateur draft. I'm just scouts looking at this draft and you're your pro scouts looking at, you know, your professional players, and I think they just want a bit more, a bit more like time between the two items. If they're, you know, coming down to it, there is just going to be a month, for example, to in off season. You know what I mean? Kind of like this has become the off season for this year. But isn't a month? Don't don't you find the off seasons already too long? Like, it's literally like what four months of off season. Like if like for most teams, right? It's. If they don't make the playoffs, it's May, June, July, August, September. That's five months of off season. Like, how much does a draft, you know, take up like take up the time? I think like teams have been preparing for the draft. It's not like they're gonna have to review more tape because there's not gonna be any other tape for these players, right? In their defense, it comes down to the for example, the interviews, right? You can't do the interviews, you can't do the physicals, right? You gotta do the combine, right? Like it's just, I think that's where they kind of want to be like, hey, that way you can get a couple more interviews in, hopefully. Well, then you just do the interviews, like, online, right? Like, that's how everyone else is doing the interviews, right? Like, the combine. Do you have to do the combine? Not necessarily. And what, the combine's, like, what, a day or two? You review the data, it takes you, like, two, three days. Like, just to take away the combine. Like, I, I think there's ways around it if they think that it's taking up, it's going to cause the front office to you know do more work and that they're not gonna have enough time to prepare for the next season but either you just delayed it like it seems like you might as well delay next season a little bit like i don't think that the draft is going to take up that much time given how much times are being done to prep for the draft that there's not going to be much change between holding a draft now and holding in august like is a player going to have a growth spurt, maybe look at that. But other than that, like, is their personality going to change in two months? That's hard to say too. But I, I, there's just, I just don't see a reason why the NHL is trying to push down 
people stirred that, you know, the draft is going to be in June. So I think when it comes down to it, it's not necessarily seeing how many, you know, chin-ups you can do. But it's more having your team trainers take a look at the guys you want to draft and make sure that their body, if they don't rec- uncover any possible injuries there, right? Yeah. So, like, that's what I'm saying. You do need the combine just so your your trainer can take a look at, you know, the player it's, uh, themselves. But, so, like, are you saying, like, you did, they want to do, like, medicals on all these people? Yeah, like, medicals. I, I, think, I think part of the... Yeah, part of the combine is like they do their medicals, right? And that that might be where, you know, you kind of need it more likely. Uh, maybe, but like I I don't see that being like the be all end all for the combine. I don't see like they have to have medicals on every on all the people that they might think of drafting, right? It's it's always going to be literally the top prospects anyway, right? Like you're not gonna there's a very low chance you're gonna be trying to do a medical on a prospect you're gonna draft in the fifth or sixth round, right? So. I don't know. I think we can kind of just agree to disagree. Like, I, there's definitely merits to having the draft held in June, but I think it's just balancing what are the benefits of having the draft in June versus the problems that you're going to have. Just like with the, the lockdown and the pandemic, right? What's the um, benefits of having a lockdown and what's the downsides and what's the benefit of reopening versus the downside of reopening? Oh, no, no, no. Don't get me wrong. I think it shouldn't be in June either. But I'm trying to provide a perspective of saying, hey, this might be why I want to do it. So you're just taking back your old role of being devil's advocate? and having Oh, money. yeah, fully. Fully, fully. I fully don't believe it should be in June, but I'm saying this could be why they're doing it in June. I, I think you're starting to take back that role of trying to be a social media influencer by trying to come up with new ideas right now. Hot takes get me the clicks. They get me the social influence. As an influencer! Anyway, before we go any further, I think we uh, it's time for that message that you're preluding to. From the social podcast. influence. And we are back. There's one more thing that Jeffrey really wants to talk about. Jeffrey, what is it? It's not like a need. Right, it's not like a need that like I have to talk about. I'm like you and your uh, LA Kings, but um, I think it's important that you know we talk about leagues shutting down over in like Europe, right? Like last week you said the SHL, you know they've canceled their season, but now I think it's kind of hit home now that the AHL has released that saying that they're canceling the rest of their season and the playoffs now. Yeah, go on. I mean, we talked about before, like if the draft, right? Like, you know, are they gonna? cancel the season and hold the draft like now that the AHL has canceled like does it not seem well normally you see like the bigger league cancels and then all the smaller leagues follow but now that we've seen a small like not AHL is not a small league but like it's smaller compared to the NHL will we now that we've seen the AHL canceled does that not you know move the needle and say that the NHL is now more likely to cancel the rest of the season and the playoffs so Good job, Jack. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't paying attention for a quick second there. I was just like, go on, see what you come up with. But I think the AHL canceling their season was more or less a given, honestly. When you look at how many games were left, I, I think they're more of a given. Um, have you heard if the ECHL has canceled their season by any chance? Uh, let me look that up. I, I do know, like, 
I think they said like, well, we know like the junior leagues have all canceled, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yes, those aren't big league. Like, yes, okay, the junior leagues are big in North America, but like, it's not like a pro league per se. But when we look at like the AHL, now that that's canceled, right? Then it's kind of like, oh, a pro league has actually, you know, canceled their season. Maybe now we're, you know, getting a little bit worried. But, um, so while Jeffrey looks at this, I'm going to talk about what, my, what I feel about it. I think the AHL is going to cancel. It's kind of a given. It's a shame because, ugh, name escapes my head. The commissioner is actually supposed to be retired at the end of the season, and it was, it was the last year he was able to present the trophy, the Calder Trophy. Um, so basically, they're not going to be able to do that, right? So that definitely sucks, especially if it's your last season where you're about to retire. So that sucks. Um but in that sense, I think it is a good call, I think, especially when you're the AHL, you know, you're not the main league. When you're the main league, you get to kind of, kind of, you know, make the rules a bit more. But the AHL definitely has to follow it. And I think for them, it was just easier to be, you know what, we'll cancel the season and we'll follow what the NHL does next season. Just keep it, you know, similar and makes it easier for them to, to schedule, I think, and set up. I know one of the big things with the NHL is that, you know, it's a harder setup because you really do rely on the NHL so much, you know, for your marketing, your funds, you know, your players. A lot of it, especially when you're owned by the NHL team, you really do rely on it so much. So I think it was just easier for them where it's just like, you know what, take this year off. And that way we're able to align properly with the team next year. And it's a shame. Don't get me wrong. It's a shame, you know, especially except commissioner. I'm so sorry if we got your name last year before you retired that you were present to the Calder Trophy. Was it like David Andrews? I think that's right. I think it's David Andrews. Uh, but yeah, last year he'll be able to do that. So definitely a shame. But Jeffrey, what have you found about the ECHL? So uh, the ECHL actually canceled the season back in March. But maybe I've got it all wrong. I think... You know how I was saying before, like where the smaller, like the big leagues cancel first and then it's the smaller leagues. I think maybe because it's more of an economic impact on the teams, and that's why they're canceling the smaller leagues first over the bigger leagues because the bigger leagues have more of a financial backing. So that's why it's the smaller leagues that are going first instead of the bigger leagues. Yeah, definitely. I think the ECHL canceled it earlier just because it is harder. Um, on them financially, I I, like if you just look at you know, the ECHL, you can see how many teams go in and out of the league. And a lot of the times it's because of the financial backing. Right? It's expensive, you know, getting, getting room, you know, getting food for these guys, paying these guys salary, especially when you're in ECHL, right? You know, in NHL, you get a ticket to, let's say, a small, even a smaller arena, a smaller team, let's say the Cavities. Tickets are still like 30, 40 bucks, right? But if you look at like an ECHL team, especially if you look at a smaller market, like for example, Newfoundland, your tickets aren't only going for like five, five, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, right? You really do rely on sponsorships um, to make your ends meet. But if the market isn't going so well, you know, your sponsorships are drying up because they got to sponsor you to save money themselves, right? So that really does affect how the leagues run. And I think for them, shut down that way, you know, you just have to pay this your, your player's salary to the end of the season. You know, you're not paying for, I don't know, you're not renting as many buses, for example, right? Those things that are on hotel rooms, like those things really add up. And 
I think for them, it just made more sense economically just cancel it quicker. I think it's, yeah, I think now, it just seems to me like it's just leading up to the NHL being canceled, right? Like, I think it's, I think it's moved the needle closer. It's kind of like, what's that? Isn't there like a nuclear time clock or whatever? Like, I don't know what it's called, but like, you know how like the world is getting closer to like a nuclear apocalypse or something? It's like kind of like the NHL apocalypse clock or whatever. It's getting closer to that midnight point and I mean, I think when this thing all when all this thing started, I was pretty certain that the NHL was going to be canceled. And like now that I think about it, with AHL being canceled, you know, the draft is most likely going to be held in June. It to me, it just makes sense. You might as well just cancel the season. Like either you hold the draft in June and cancel the season, or you don't hold the draft in June, continue the season, and then hold the draft after. Right, I think those are your two options, and I'm leaning to the wards. I think the world is leaning towards the first option. So, I think you're talking about the doomsday clock, right? Okay, so um, let's say in March with the ECHL cancel, let's say you are half an hour from midnight, right? Midnight is, midnight is, I don't know, the apocalypse. I don't know when you're using this phrase. So, let's say it's, it's canceling, it's canceling season, right? Where are we now? Let's, let's make this a recurring segment. So I think we should do this. Every episode we have a little bit more news. Let's see what we can do. So 30 minutes midnight, ECHL canceled. NHL canceled. Where are we now? Um, I think with the ECHL canceling, I think it's. I think we had to put it an hour before sure. midnight because I think sure. there's other news that might you know push it further, right? Like the CHL canceled their season. Uh, about like a week and a half later, and that yeah. I think that moved it fifteen minutes more. Sure. Now with the a now with the AHL being canceled, I think we're probably like I want to say fifteen minutes before midnight. I think I'm a bit more optimistic with you. I think we're about twenty five minutes to midnight. Let's do this every week and at the end of every show, and uh, see how we feel about it. Kind of like a gauge of how we feel. Yeah, well, why do you why do you think it's why you why do you feel more optimistic that the NHL season can still happen? Like we're not that close to doomsday. Maybe let me rephrase it. Maybe I don't think I'm more optimistic. I think there's going to be more things that need to get done that needs to happen before it cancels. I think it was optimistic seeing the teams submitting proposals to the hub cities. For me, that was a very optimistic trend where it seems like. The cities are saying, hey, you know what? We have capacity in our systems to handle. I know fans are coming, but capacity to handle more things. So, you know, yes, you won't have, you know, thousands of people coming, but, you know, let's say knock on wood, a player breaks their leg or something and needs emergency surgery. That team, that cities, you know, medical facilities can handle that. So for me, that I think that's optimistic, and it's an example. So I think there's a few more things I'd like to see before I'd say I'd be close to 15 minutes from midnight. So I am 25 minutes from midnight. That's the official answer. 25 minutes from midnight. And well, speaking of hub cities, why does it make sense for hub cities? I, like I hate having to say this, but why does it make sense to have hub cities in Canada? when most of your teams are in the U.S.? 
here's the thing though, I think in the one of choose, choosing one city, one country or the other, it's going to be the U.S. in my opinion. If we can't open up the border, um, I think some states are hoping, where it's like thinking, maybe we'll get some economic benefit from this. And I think for them, I think if they've made a, an investigation into their facilities and feel that they can handle it, the extra impact, they're thinking, you know what? Worst case scenario is they say no, right? Yeah, that's true. I, I'm just thinking about, like, say, like the NBA and the MLB. Like, there's no way we're going to see any games in Toronto if the season's going to start. Like, the has, like, I think there's too much problems with having to go through crossing the border. Technically, they have to go quarantine, right? Like, it just makes sense for all the, like, I guess the Jays and the Raptors to just stay in the U.S. somewhere. And unfortunately, they're just going to be, like, living hotel to hotel if they're, you know, going to, I don't know what the NBA or the MLB plans are, but you look at the NHL, yes, there's more Canadian teams, but is there, is it, it's, I just, is it more problematic having, you know, all the teams based in America having to fly up, cross the border, go through, like, you know, customs, like quarantine, if they need to do that as well, and then have to return back, back to the U.S., right? Like, I just, to me, it just seems like, you know, we hear the reports, oh, Toronto, Edmonton, Vancouver, like, at this point, does it not just make sense to keep it all in the U.S., even though, or just cancel the season, because I don't know if the U.S. is actually even the best place to have NHL right now. So, yeah, I mean, it comes down to one team versus multiple teams, but I got a really interesting proposition for you, Jeffrey. I wonder if, if the MLB comes back, I wonder if it's possible to have the players only stay at the hotel that is connected inside the Rogers Center. I wonder if I thought, again, this is me going on a little tangent here, but like, let's say you have the players stay at the hotel, and then if you have games, players can only be at the hotel too. So you're kind of like within the hotel the entire time, you know what I mean? The hotel is the, is the stadium. You don't have any fans at but like, you know what I mean? We kind of have that like hub there. The thing is like, if you have, so where would the visiting teams stay? Uh, hotel inside the Rogers Center. So, like, you know how the outbreak of COVID happened in the sports world was kind of how the Sharks, no, the Sens ended up using the same visitors' dressing room as the Brooklyn Nets players. Yeah. Like, I, I think that you're going to cause a lot. Like, I think you need to, like, I think people are saying, like, it's going to be regional. Like, you might only have divisional games. No, like, there's no way you're going to have, like, interconference games or even between different, like, divisions as well. Like, you're just going to have to stick with, you know, playing the same teams. And that's why, like, the hub city things make sense because, you know, you're containing it between a couple of teams together. If there is an outbreak, it's not going to be teams flying, you know, across the country. It's going to be in certain regional hubs. So I, I think it's like, yes, we can have like the visiting team, like stay at the hotel at the Rogers Center. But at yeah. the same time, when they go play games, when they have to go to the next city and a new team, a new visiting team comes like, yes, you can, you know, sanitize the entire place. But like, I think that's just increasing the risk there, right? Like it would be better just to keep hub cities. And I don't think the Rogers Center has enough hotel rooms for, an MLB team, right? What it's like the rosters are now up to twenty six. You got staff, a whole bunch of staff. Like I don't know how many team. Like, I don't even think you fit an entire team there 
like just the home team might be able to stay at the Roger Center. I don't even think the away team can. Yeah, I don't know. Foley's just spitballing ideas. All right. Anyway, I think that's uh, kind of just like a little wrap-up from our last episode. And, uh, you know, next weekend is Victoria Day weekend. Is, is it Memorial Day weekend in the U.S.? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sure there's other holidays coming up this weekend, but um, I think the key here, the key lesson that we know about next weekend is uh, make sure you plant your garden after the weekend ends. You know, let the holidays finish and then plant your uh, your garden because uh, up here in uh, Canada and the U.S., you know, we've had a nice little cool breeze and uh, people who uh, decided to plant their gardens early are uh, feeling the effects right now. Welcome to Jeffrey's Gardening Groovy Corner. I don't know. I need a G word at the end of it. Jeffrey's Garden, Garden, I don't know, Grips? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, you know, uh, I I know some people who uh, may have accidentally put out their plants a little bit too early, and uh, they might need to go to the nurseries very soon to replenish their uh, lost plants. All right, and with that being said, love y'all. Bye, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. Wash your damn hands. Thanks for listening to the Bag Fucks Podcast, part of the National Podcast Network. You want to complain about us? You can tweet us at BOP underscore POD on Twitter. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon.